How's it going, Saints and Aints? We are back again with another episode of Culture versus Kingdom Red Flags. This episode, we are going to be talking about opposite sex friendships, so male female friendships, and if they really work, can they stay platonic or do they always move into relationship area? We're really going to be breaking that down for y'all today and hitting on those red flags within those. So stick with us while we go ahead and dive into this episode. And yeah, I think we're ready. So without further ado, can we get a roll call? My name is Mackenzie McLeod. Hi, I'm John. What's good, y'all? My name is Devin Funderburg. He's Jared. This is Rukia. And And we we are are the the Rices. Hey, it's your girl, Teresa. What are red flags versus character flaws in male-female friendship dynamic? So I think a red flag... And just male to female friendships is lack of communication when it comes to expectations. Because, you know, we men and women have a different definition of what a friend should be. And if it's strictly only going to be friends, just so that the friendship is prosperous and that both people are benefiting, um, I think when there's a lack of communication of expectations or boundaries um i think that that's a red flag because with no boundaries you know you don't really have a all right this is where the limit is you know especially with male to female relationships yeah um i agree i would also say that a red flag in male and female relationships is the moment that either party has established a attraction or a like Um, I think that no, that moves it out of the friend zone. Um, And so that can be very detrimental to the friendship um, because the motives and the intention of them being together aren't um, in alignment with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when, when I first met Rukia, she just was so attracted to me. And like, I was just, I just want (laughs) to. I would agree. I think that the biggest thing is being on the same page and having that constant communication, constant, like always. I I have a, a guy, best friend. We've been best friends since middle school, never dated, never wanted to date. Right. And people put pressure on the relationship because we're friends and it's like, no. And I think that having that kind of barrier of communication, because I think it's different between being friends first with the preparation of like, you guys will be in a relationship at some point versus this is just a friendship. There's no boundaries that need to be crossed. You know what I mean? Even coming down to like those boundaries and like hug or when that person is in a relationship with somebody else, like the boundaries have to be different. They have to be thicker. Like you want to make sure that the the woman or whoever, or the man that they're with is comfortable and you're not impeding those things and so if you have a person who constantly pushes that's my brother but they don't act like that you know what i mean like that's when it gets into that you know red flag territory where you you gonna make them have to i'm gonna have to cut you off because you don't know how to act around them i'll also say one thing though for uh on a serious note like in tandem and in addition to what y'all just said and i'm about to like out the guys like big time right now but this was definitely something that I was definitely doing at one point in my life. But when it came to that attraction thing, like, I think it's a red flag for like guys to girls when you're only friends with girls who you're attracted to. 
You see what I'm saying? Like there was a point in my life where it was like, I only wanted like, I would, I literally would look at all of the girls who I was friends with and I didn't have a, like a real friendship with anybody who I didn't think that was cute, attractive or, or whatever. Even if we never, you know, got to that level of attraction. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a red flag. Um, if all your friends are, are people who you think are attractive. You need an ugly friend in there. Yeah, you gotta have. <laughs> you gotta. Dang, Jared, you say I so I, I gotta be friend people ugly. Nah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like if that's like if you look at your circle of friends and you can um, be honest with yourself, and I guess the real flag, the red flag, is honestly for you to check yourself with, not necessarily for somebody else to. But the red flag, like to ask myself, all right, look, all the girlfriends that I have, like if I'm being honest, am I in some way, shape, or form attracted to them, or am I really just friends with them because they're cool people and we have things in common and they can help me in life? Like you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I get you. I yeah, guess you, know. you can still be friends with pretty girls, Daddy. It's, it's, you just can't have that attraction for like the ladies, right? Like, how do you how do you handle that if a guy if a guy friend says that he has he has feelings for you? That's it. Thank you. Because I know there's like a like a lot of a, like initial awkwardness that like goes on if that happens. Do you cut the friendship off completely or how do you how do you handle that? I would I'm a firm believer in you make things as awkward as they need to be. So like if you make it awkward, like again, this person's being vulnerable and they're being transparent with you. I don't feel like you should make them feel really, especially if they're your friend. This isn't some like dude on the street, you know, talking about let me get at you. Like this is your friend. So you shouldn't when they're being vulnerable, because like again, when men are even expressing their feelings, it's a it's a level of vulnerability that's happening. I don't feel like you should be making them feel some type of way, you know, whether you're interested in them like that or not. And I think that the most important thing is you're being honest. If they're really your friend, there shouldn't be a lack of honesty there. And if they're really your friend, when you tell them, they'll still be your friend after. You know what I mean? Like, because they care more about you in that relationship and what's best for you, not just their own feelings, thoughts and emotions. And so I believe that, you know, you thank you for their transparency and also you being honest. And then again, like I said, if y'all make it weird, then I mean, that's just that's going to be how it's be. But if you're honest with that person and they respect your honesty and don't continue to push in that area, because it's a difference if they're still being persistent. You know what I mean? Or trying to obstruct any relationships that you may curate later. But if you're honest and they respect that boundary that you've drawn, then I, I don't believe that there has to be an issue unless they make it an issue or you make it an issue. Don't be playing that person. That's mean. I'm trying to get my words together in a way that makes sense. I just have an experience with a friend who came out to me about feelings for me and in the way that they did it. I wasn't really sure at that point if I liked them in that way. And I think, I think uh, when you're moving from a platonic relationship into a romantic relationship, sometimes you might not be on the same page because you've been in this other relationship for so long. And like um, what was important for me was this person's intention when they came to me about 
having feelings for me, it wasn't with intent or like having an idea of where they wanted to go with it. So for me, it felt like they were kind of not destroying a relationship, but kind of, they didn't really know where they wanted to go with the romantic portion. So they kind of broke out of that friendship zone and just like, just didn't really act on anything else. So it just really didn't seem intentional. I think intention is really important when it comes to when you're breaking those boundaries. I agree. Um, I agree with both Teresa and uh, Mackenzie. Um, I think that to add to both of them, the level of maturity of the, of the girl matters as far as awkwardness goes. So Thaddeus, you asked about like, you know, normally it's awkward. I think it's awkward um, depending upon the maturity of the female. Um, so if we're going to act like we're 15 in high school um, and be like, oh my God, he said he liked me. And then things get awkward between you guys. Um, I think that just speaks to the maturity of mm-hmm. the friendship. It speaks to the maturity of the individuals. Um, but being that we're all grown, I would say, um, I think like Teresa said, communication is very important and intention is very important. So being that someone is just coming out of this platonic relationship with you, this friendship, um, how you approach them and where you where you decide to go from there um, will dictate whether the relationship is going to stay solid um, and whether that be in friendship or whether that be in romance. Um, so, yeah. Um, I say, guys, shoot your shot. If you got a friend that you like, um, shoot your shot, but be intentional. And then you don't be a weirdo. I think something Teresa said was like, you know, if you become a weirdo after that, I'm just going to have to cut you off because you're going to be tight. Like that, that's just me. Like I've, I've had people who I've friend zoned intentionally and they still kept pressing that they liked me. And then when I switch and act crazy, not crazy, like crazy, but Stop. Not crazy like that. But (laughs) in the sense of like, all right, I don't want to talk to you no more. Like, you know, being very bold with that kind of communication. Then it's like, oh, my God, you hurt my feelings. Oh, my God. And it's like it's like, no, it's because you were being weird the whole time. So just don't be weird. If you're going to shoot your shot, shoot your shot. Just don't be weird. Don't be weird. Be mature. Don't be weird. Yeah. Shoot your shot and be prepared for both outcomes always because you don't know what that person's mind is at. But I want to flip it and reverse it real quick. So what about men? Because, again, we're dominated by men tonight when a friend, a, a girlfriend, you know, whether you like her or don't like her, how do you guys as guys approach that situation when a girl confesses their feelings for you? I'm not going to lie. It's different. It's definitely different for a guy um, to respond to that, because as as guys, I know it's a toxic thing that we have been taught. But typically, if a girl likes you. Um, growing up, it was like she could do anything she wanted to you. It was re- it was um, regarded as flirting, right? And so, when a girl comes on to you, naturally we're like, okay, this girl likes me. Um, let's be girlfriends. Now it becomes an issue if you're not attracted to them. That's when it becomes on that that real thin line of um, harassment and 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 a potential girlfriend because. To be honest with you, and I think it goes both both ways. To be honest, but if if you're attracted to someone, it's you're easier to tell them. I I don't think that we we should be that and keep it cool. 
But that person is not a you're not attracted to that person physically. You are more more likely to ghost them to um, get get far away from them. I mean, really, because it's like absolutely no. I do not want to. No, like I'm I'm just keeping nah, it real. Devin, you, yeah, we're at, no, yeah, I second that one hundred percent. You you keep it you keep it real with them. You like not no. Nah, nah, yeah, I've done I, that before. You, it's just not even no nothing to explain because you don't want to hurt their feelings, right? So and and it's it's the worst position to be in as a guy. It really is. It really is because then you hurt her feelings and now she's upset. Now her friends are upset with you, and so it's not really a good good situation. I agree with Devin. What Devin said was one hundred percent facts. He spoke for all of us. I think Devin's version. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with Devin. Like, um, when it comes to when it comes to like you know like females like being attracted to the guy and the guy not being attracted back. Like Devin said, it's easy. I think it's easier for us to ghost than it is than it is for girls, because like we're not really. I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like that uh, expectation. Or like that that stigma of ghosting is more heavily pressed on women than it is on men. So then when men do it, it's like it's not that big a deal. You know what I'm saying? Or it isn't talked about as much. Also, the second thing is that um, it's very rare that a woman will actually be bold enough to even come out and tell you like, hey, I like, you, you know, that's that not for you because we know you, you know, you don't. <laughs> but most females don't like straight up be like hey like i like dang (laughs) so ladies don't be out here shooting your shot no i'm just kidding (laughs) well then i have a question like is it an issue for the female to initiate like so guys is that something intimidating to you like all uh growing up you know neighborhood involved like is that something intimidating when the when the woman can be you know straightforward in my case it was it was heavily rooted in where i grew up in the environment that i was so around. grown so grown jared grown jared I, don't, I actually don't i actually think that excuse me i actually don't think it's a problem that women you know confess or profess you know what they're feeling for men i don't think it's a problem um outside of you know like as again it's a level of maturity honestly um i don't think it's a problem to be honest I, I definitely agree with that. Like uh, when I was younger, like in like middle school, high school, I used to get so, so like discombobulated with myself when I'd be like, wow, wait, she actually likes me? Like, hold on. And it just take me like a whole day to even get over it. But uh, growing up now, I think like, yeah, they definitely, um, us as men, we should be able to handle ourselves better uh, like women do in that situations. And they should be able to do that as well. But also, it's been like a good eight years for me since somebody has tried to come on for me. So I, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a problem at all. Um, I actually think it's sometimes it's refreshing, but I think it puts it puts the guys in a unique position that we're not used to being in. Though. And it's definitely different now, especially in 2020, the 20s, where this Me Too movement is the thing, right? And we don't want to um, to do anything that could be potentially um like you're coming on to them so as 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 a lady to for a lady to do it it's it's like 
it it softens that um, communication barrier. I, I'm going in with the right intentions, but I want her to know that. So when she comes to me and I had that same that same idea already, then it's just like, okay, like, yeah, we can we can you know we can make this work. Yeah, as far as, like so so there's like what Devin was saying, um, like there's there's a whole bunch of more uh, um, there's a lot more pressure for us because men were seeing like if we do certain things that like we can do the same thing that a woman will do, but it might come off differently um, just because of the 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 dynamic and also like yeah when you were when we growing up. It was, I mean, for like where I'm from growing up, we wanted, we wanted girls to come up to us and be like, say, say their intentions. But at the same time, I mean, we were boys, so we didn't, we didn't know. <laughs> like we just wanted the, we just wanted it to be different. We wanted to, we wanted that, that pursuit. But also I think the main reason why we wanted that was because of the fact that we didn't, we were uncomfortable with pursuing the woman like we were intimidated by the the thought of actually pursuing a woman but now like i'm different now so i don't like like everybody else said like i don't i don't see it as a problem um as long as like on both with with both genders as, as long as you know the um your intention and even if it is me and uh like uh, a friend who was a woman like now and she she says that like she's feeling me so like okay I'm not going to like uh, I think Teresa you has said is like when it when it comes to intention and, and maturity like if we if there's no kind of if there was no problem before this if you never came off as like you're trying to seduce me or anything like that but you just made your intentions known then I'm not just going to be like, oh, you said that you like me, so now it's weird and we can't be friends. When it's like, nah, before this, we was just we was just cooling. So as long as everything is cool on your side and everything cool on my side, then we should be able to just go back to that with no kind of issue. I don't change my answer from like what do I think now, but I have to like digress to a different point or perspective. When it comes to relationships, right, especially those of the romantic kind, I I now like just reevaluating it. I do think it's a little bit of a of a not a red flag, but it's a little bit of a um, you know, something just to think about if the woman is approaching the man. And I say that because I now am looking at it from the standpoint of as as a believer, as a Christian man. Right. And the scripture tells us he who finds he not she he who finds right a wife. So I think we have to always kind of like look at it from the lens of like, OK, she made her intentions known. But like if, if this is who, again, looking at it from a perspective of I'm not just trying to date, but I'm actually looking for my wife. I think now things get a little bit different um, because you I think if you're in line and in tune with the Holy Spirit, then God will put in place or put your wife in a, in a position for you to find her and not so much her have to come and seek you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's it. And, and she'll be ready. In there, you said um, making it known because I know like for me, at least God has called me out on this before. 
I can like get too like blase blase a little bit where like you won't know. Right. And so, but you said it already, you said it in there because sometimes people can't, you know, some people don't know that you're interested in them. Right. And you think like, you like, Oh, I thought I was, you know, shooting fireworks, but really like you wasn't really doing much. You know what I mean? And and so, but you said it, you said it perfectly. I feel like about just, you know, again, timing and God aligns all of those things. And I think the biggest thing is Holy spirit led both of you, both parties have to be in tune with the Holy spirit. If they're not, then that means you guys aren't equally yoked and one party isn't ready. But I'm going to still counter because I do think it's important uh, that we do talk about that scripture, that he who finds, because I believe that a lot of it has been preached with bad doctrine to make it seem like men have to go find, like you, you got to go search the world. You know, I've been everywhere looking for someone, you know, and I want to counter this argument because if you pay attention to the evidence in scripture, you pay attention to Adam and Eve, you can go to uh, Jacob and Rachel, you can go to Isaac and Rebecca, you can even go to my girl, my number one, Ruth and Boaz, you can even go to Esther and Xerxes, and you can see that it wasn't that the man found the, the wife. He wasn't out there seeking. He wasn't on a quest to go find her. Actually, if you pay attention from Genesis all the way through, particularly the Old Testament, it was that the woman was presented to the man. So Eve was presented to Adam. He was in a deep sleep. So that sleep could be the veil on your eyes. You know, the, you're focused on what God has for you. You're focused on purpose. You're focusing on those things while she's being prepared. Like literally God had to form Eve, right? God is forming us to be wives. And as men are preparing to be husbands, right? They're supposed to be focusing, cultivating all those other things, right? Adam was cultivating before he was put in that sleep to not pay attention to, you know, for our generation, right? Other women. But you can even pay attention to uh, Rachel and Jacob. Like she went out with her father, uh, Laban, before and that. And then they they met up with Jacob. Uh, we can go to Ruth. You know, she was placed at the feet of, um, of, of Boaz. She was presented to him. He wasn't out there like, yo, you know, like you in my feels, like I'm trying to get at you. You can even go to Isaac and Rebecca, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaac and Rebecca, and they went out and found her. Abraham was like, nah, we finna go find her. And she was presented. So there's a presentation. So I really want to counter that because I think that men and women have it backwards that one, us as women are supposed to sit back and just like be like, all right, you know, you know, princess style, Disney princess style, like I gotta sit in my tower or whatever and just wait to be found. When that's not how it looks for every woman. And men think I gotta go be seeking and going on this great quest and exploration where it may not be like that for him again it's gonna look different for every single individual person and i think that we have to understand it that find it if you look at it from the blb the concordance it says to discover right to develop to see right if you go into it it's 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 an encounter right it's almost like that veil being torn like oh i'm now see this woman as my wife and it's findeth findeth means continually so continually finding continually uncovering continually seeking out all that this wonderful treasure the wonderful favor of god has shown you and continually seeking her for all the favor that comes with the blessing of her being your wife so i really wanted to make that very clear because i think that scripture is taken out of context and for all the women who are like me who are bold 
you shouldn't be putting your boldness on the back burner thinking that you have to be somebody who can't assert themselves. If you're an assertive woman and God has given you that assertion, right? Knowing that he's going to, if he created you that way, he's going to have you walk in that authority and not being afraid to. So I just wanted to make that clear that if he has called you to do that, don't be afraid because again, what is there to lose? Like we got to put our pride, our fear of rejection aside, both men and women, because are we really interested in looking good or, you know, keeping a cool profile or do you want a husband or do you want a wife? Like, let's keep it like that. All right, y'all. So that wraps up another episode of Culture versus Kingdom Red Flags. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in and joining us, even probably contributing your own conversation to this. We want to hear from you. So make sure that you follow us at Kingdom Frame of Mind on Instagram and our TikTok as well under the same name, as well as subscribe to Kingdom Frame of Mind YouTube. We will see you guys back again next week for our next episode where we're going to dive a little bit more into just relationship red flags and more to come. So without further ado, y'all, let's get a final roll call going. What's up, y'all? This is Devin. Follow me on Instagram at underscore fun design studios. Hit me. Hey, guys, this is John. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at by John Sharp Jr. Once again, I'm Jared Rice. Such a privilege. If you guys want to go ahead and follow us for some more dope content on Jesus and everything God related, follow me at Jared Rice. That's J-A-H-R-E-D underscore Rice. You can also follow my wife at Rue TV. That is R-U-E underscore T dot V. We love you guys. God bless. And lastly, you can find me, Teresa, on Instagram at Teresa Brianna Burleson.